But anytime you've got a divorce situation um, and a new step parent coming in, it, it, is, it is a very difficult, sticky situation. This week on the Hitch Podcast, the ex-wife doesn't trust the new wife with her kids, and it's causing marital troubles. Dr. Karen Sherman offers wise advice. Stay tuned. We're doing it again. Free wine in the month of May. Join any of the wine clubs in May 2013 and your third shipment of wine is free. All you have to do is go to hitchedmag.com and click the wine club link and sign up for any of our clubs. Don't wait. This offer won't last forever. And remember, the Hitch Wine Club is the only wine club created just for couples with exclusive date ideas. So let us help you and your spouse reconnect every month with some delicious wine. All you have to do is go to hitchedmag.com and click the wine club link. Cheers. We're on top of the world Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com, and I am joined with the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. Uh, we are answering a, uh, a pretty uh, sticky reader question today. Um, you know, so many couples out there are not on their first marriage. They're on their second or third or fourth or whatever, um, which adds a new layer of dynamics to the relationship. Um, and in this instance, a wife wrote in and has married a uh, husband who has kids from a previous relationship, a previous marriage, and the ex-wife uh, no longer, or I should say no longer, uh, doesn't really trust the new wife uh, with the kids and is always checking in. And um, the new wife is really wondering what she can do. And so I guess to kind of kick this off, uh, where do you start with an issue like this? Is this uh, one where the husband should initiate contact with his ex-wife first? Yeah, yeah, this is really sticky. You know, I mean, he's got to initiate conversation. Don't you think, Steve, like on both ends, you know, first to um, have a conversation with the new wife and validate that it, it is tough. Um, and also with the ex-wife um, to, you know, to see where her concerns are. You know, it, it, it's such a hard one. In the letter, did the um, individual um, it, discuss, you know, what, any background on the ex-wife? Didn't did no, didn't really give any background on the ex-wife. Uh, they, although they mentioned that they themselves had a child care education background, which made them extra frustrated because they were trained in taking care of uh, kids. Yeah, and they still were not getting the trust of the ex-wife. Um, you know. It's it's so complicated because we don't know the circumstances under which the uh, gentleman is now married to the new person. Mm -hmm. so, so is the ex jealous and this is her way of getting back? And, you know, unfortunately, the kids are the pawns, which, you know, is such a sad situation and unfortunately is too often the case. You know, is it that she really doesn't trust the wife? You know, if you are saying that um, 
in fact, it is, you know, she's got an education in uh, childhood, then there's no reason for lack of trust. So that makes me suspect as to, you know, what the real agenda is. Um, you know, what, there's so many other questions that come up for me. Yeah. What, what's the visitation? You know, what's the, you know, what's the reason for the lack of trust? Um, but anytime you've got a divorce situation um, and a new step parent coming in, it, it is it is a very difficult, sticky situation. But yeah, the the dad's got to speak to the ex and find out, you know, perhaps what the concerns are. Yeah, we we've talked a lot on uh, this podcast about blood talks to blood in terms of that sort of thing. And I think the same thing kind of applies here where it's not blood talks to blood, but it's definitely primary relationship. So it's the husband is the one that has the connection to the ex-wife and his new wife. And so I totally agree that he's the one that has to get the ball rolling. Yes. um, Yeah. And and, you know, go from there. Now, um, the new wife, the stepmom, what type of. You know, let's. I know there's a lot of variables in this kind of an equation here, but what would be a way that she could um, initiate the conversation with the ex to kind of um, appease some of the concerns that she may have? And I mean, maybe she's just uh, an overbearing mother who uh, just can't stand to have her kids away from her for three or four days a week. Yeah. Well, you know, I feel that whenever anybody is emotional, um, emotion is going to override clear thinking. So the best thing to do is to validate it, to acknowledge it, you know, to say, yeah, I really understand that you feel this way. And, um, you know, I understand your concerns, you know, to hear them out and to acknowledge them. And from there, you know, hopefully that will calm her emotions down and then, you know, it will work out, excuse me, it will be able to move. You'll be able to talk and, you know, come up with a game plan. Again, you know, the wild card here, so to speak, is the ex, you know, what is her motivation? You know, is she just really controlling? Is she somebody who um, is really concerned or does she have her own agenda? But if, presuming that there really just is some concern, then just, you know, acknowledge it and then move from there. Okay. You know, and I, I want to make a small correction to myself. I, I said an overbearing mother and, you know, that's not, that's not really fair. It could just be you're a mother and you have kids and you don't, you, you just don't want to spend three days away from them. So yeah, I uh, want to yeah. rephrase that. Yeah, uh, but, but you're right. I mean, it could really be somebody who's just overprotective also. Yeah, that's true. That's true. No. Um, so uh, now this also gets sticky. Um, now the, the new stepmom, uh, yeah. what type of parenting role um, should they have? Could they have? And does the age of the kids play a role or I, I, I know it does, but, um, and how, how much of a factor does that play into it? Well, you know, I, I, I think that obviously there's got to be structure as far as safety. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, uh, it's going to depend, as you said, Steve, on the age, um, and you know, how comfortable the kids feel with her. Certainly if they're teenagers, she just can't come in and just say, okay, this is the way it's going to be. Yeah. Most of the parenting is going to have to be through the father, um, and she's going to sort of have to take a back seat, and it's going to be a matter of how comfortable the kids feel with her. Um, and again, you know, it depends on the relationship, 
between the father and the ex and how well they get along and how much they parent. Um, and the new parent, the new step-parent sort of has to take the lead from the biological parents. And I feel so badly because I don't feel like we're really answering the question. (laughs) It depends, it depends. But this is real, um, really very difficult material um, because, you know, so much of it is uncertain and will depend on what the particulars of the situation are. Yeah. And, you know, the best we can do is play a hypothetical game in in a situation like this. And I was was thinking about how uh, a lot of times you have uh, two biological parents who uh, get divorced and their uh, differences in their parenting styles then become – start shining through and raising confusion in the kid. And and that type of a instance, the new wife, the new step parent should really uh, adhere to um, what the biological, the one they're married to. Yes. Their parenting style. Correct. Yes. Yes. I think so. I think so. Um, that doesn't mean that there can't be some input that's mm-hmm. given, but the input should be vis-a-vis the biological parent. Yeah. Um, barring, of course, safety issues, yeah. um, you know, and I think that there also have to be certain boundaries. I don't think it should be a matter of um, that the kids can just walk all over her. Sure. But again, I think that it behooves the biological parents to also set that structure up and not allow the kids to just walk all over the new step parents. Mm-hmm. And um I uh I'm I'm thinking too about how the kids are the the uh the other factor in this whole equation. Um mm-hmm. we've been talking about the the uh sensitive dynamics between the ex and the new and the all that but but the kids can really um add add a, another level of complexity to it because they will be getting mixed signals going between two different houses, two mm-hmm. different parenting styles. And how should the stepmother uh, take the take a stance if the the kids come back from their biological mothers and they're doing something that the stepmother knows the the biological father doesn't want them to do, but the biological mother was okay with it, and that really puts a stepmom in a pickle. Well, again, I don't think that she should be the one that. Um, addresses them. I think that, um, you know, she should be doing it through the, through the father, Um, you know, and again, you know, the kids are going to have to learn that in this home, it's okay. In this home, it's not okay. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's not any different really than when you have play groups when the kids are little and the kids come over and they come to somebody's house and they do certain things that maybe they're allowed to do in their own home but when they go to their play group, the mom of the play group says, you know, maybe you're allowed to do that in your house, but in this house, you know, these are the rules. Mm-hmm. And kids have to learn that there's different rules in different houses. So again, she doesn't want to come across as the ogre. Um, so she, you know, she doesn't want to say, you know, um, this isn't good. Uh, again, though, it's touchy because she doesn't want to be the tattletale. Um, but, you know, if it's something that's really not okay, 
you know, she might want to just say something like, gee, you know, I don't think your dad would really be okay with that. You know, um, you might want to discuss that with him or just ask him or something. Mm -hmm. It's, it's such a, um, fine line that's got to be walked in these situations. And a lot of it is going to really have to do with, um, understanding the kids, understanding your own boundaries, being able to feel it out, still respecting the ex, you know, um, when the kids come over, um, maybe saying to the kids like, um, you know, call your mom, let her know that we went to the circus and, um, you know, share that with her, give her a text or let her know that, you know, we took a trip that you're home now so that you're not making the kids feel that they've got to forget about their mother when you're, you're now at dad's house. Um, so that there's this mutual respect that's built up of, I'm not trying to steal you away from your mother. I still respect her and, you know, your relationship with her. Yeah. That's a, you know, that's a really great point. And we've talked about that in the past as well, about you're not trying to be a, re, you're not trying to replace their biological parent. Right. You're just uh, a new addition <laughs> to the mix. Right. Uh, now, getting back to the relationship between the ex-wife and the new wife, mm-hmm. um, now the the ex-wife um, may not be happy with the situation um, and the new wife is trying everything she can to appease the requests of the ex, but there still seems to not be any progress in, in trust um, and you know the, the new wife is constantly – or I'm sorry, the ex-wife is constantly checking in or doesn't want them to do things uh, with the new wife um, because they think it's, you know, too dangerous or, you know, whatever the case may be. What can the new wife do to um, build that trust quicker or appease the ex um, if there seems to be no progress being made? So she's the wife. The husband has already spoken. We're going to do a hypothetical here. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll do the, the hypothetical. Has already spoken to the ex-wife. Um, the new wife will say, "I know that you know Joe has spoken to you, but you still have some concerns, and I really understand it. Can you, just in case Joe hasn't gotten it right, can you explain to me what the concerns are?" The ex-wife explains them. She validates them. I see. I get it. Okay. You know, tell me if I do this, will this help you? You know, will if I do X, Y, and Z, will this make you feel more comfortable? Shall we try this? And then, you know, to try to do some things. And if it still doesn't work, then I think that maybe the husband's got to put his foot down and say, look, you know, I've tried this, you know, um, Sue has now tried these things and it doesn't seem to be working. And I'm really sorry. You know, I think that, you know, I can give you my assurances that our children are not in danger. We're not going to do anything that's going to, you know, create anything that is jeopardizing their safety. Um, and I think at this point, you know, you're going to have to just you know, trust that we're going to continue to keep them safe. Um, And it's really something you're going to have to work on. You know, I mean, I think you bend over backwards as much as you can. And then if it's still a problem, then that's the ex's Mm -hmm. issue. (laughs) And I, no, I like the, I like the chronological order of things that you just went through too, because you, as you said, the husband talks to the ex first, and then that gives you 
that gives you the entry point into the conversation saying like, oh, so what did you guys talk about or what was discussed or it's my understanding that this is what your concern was and I just want to make sure that I have that correct and right. you know, here's the compromise that we can come to or this is how we can I can handle the situation and would you be okay with that and right. validate everything. I think that's a really – I, I like that chron- chronology that you went through because I think that makes things a lot easier and, and those steps. Um, this, this last tidbit I'm going to throw in here, uh, Karen, is really just something that I've heard over the years um, from various sources. And I'm just going to toss it into this conversation just because we're playing a hypothetical game here. Um, but with kids having so many connected devices, um, you know, there is the situation where uh, the the parents have um, a set custody rules of, you know, you have them for, you know, these days, I have them for these days. Mm-hmm. But because the kids are connected, um, it's possible for the parent who does not have them over, say, the weekend to constantly be in contact with them, which doesn't seem like it's a bad thing. That's really nice that they can stay in touch with both parents Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But at a certain point, it may infringe on what uh, the couple having the custody is doing or trying to do at that time. Um, Mm -hmm. When it becomes that kind of a problem, Mm -hmm. um, how, how can you, um, how can you resolve that type of an issue? I, I, I think that's a really good point, Steve. You know, I again, I think it's great for the, you know, the ex and the kids to be able to say hello and, you know, just checking in, fine. But let's say that you are on a Disney World trip, you know, and the mom keeps texting to the point where, you know, the kids can't really be enjoying it. And the kid now feels in the middle, how do I not answer mom? And, you know, it's really interfering. I think at that point, the dad's got to get on the phone and say, look, we're fine and everything's okay. But, you know, at this point we're, you know, Johnny is feeling like he really doesn't want to upset you. So he's answering you, but it's really interfering. So I'm now taking Johnny's phone away. And I just want you to know that because I don't want you to get afraid. I don't want you to think anything's wrong, but I'm taking Johnny's phone away so that that way, you know, he doesn't get lost. It doesn't get lost while we're on the rides and he's not going to have this device available to him right now. Mm -hmm. And then, and then maybe follow up and say like, you know, we'll contact you when we leave the park or something. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But I think the father's got to intervene, but again, you know, letting the mom know, you know, not playing games like, well, I'm just taking the phone away. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, saying to, you know, making it like, you know, look, Johnny, I want you, you know, this doesn't have to be you doing this. You don't have to stand up to mom. You don't have to be the one that has this responsibility. Um, and not leaving the mom in the lurch, the ex in the lurch, where it's like, oh my God, where is he? You know, um, but saying, you know, this is right now, this is can't go on. And then, you know, when we're, we're back, you know, at the hotel, I'll have him check in with you so that you know everything's okay. But there's got to be some parental intervention at that point. Mm-hmm. So really, the two the the adults acting like adults. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, is there is there anything else that we should add to this conversation, or uh, you've done a pretty good job covering it? I think. I think we've covered it, and I would just like to say that again. You know, what we know is two things about. Um, parents getting along, that when kids are 
in a marriage where the parents really, really, really can't get along, then, you know, divorce is obviously a choice that may have to be made. But the very best thing that you can do for your kids, if you are going to get divorced, is to handle yourself using your words, Steve, like adults. And there is such a thing as the good divorce. Um, and the last thing that you want to do is put your kids in the middle because it's just not fair. Settle whatever issues you have between yourselves, um, handle it, you know, so that your kids are not privy to it, so that they're not in the middle of it, so that they can still know that they've got two parents who love them and they can still have a joyful childhood. Mm -hmm. And in a situation like this, they, they, they have the luxury of adding a third person That's into correct. the mix that cares for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, that is going to do it. Thank you so much, Karen. I really appreciate your time as always. Always my pleasure, Steve. Uh, before we go, I want to remind everybody you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationships and lifestyle issues for over 25 years. Uh, she is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Uh, Karen is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. And you have a new product out um, from Fight to Foreplay, uh, where they can get information at from Fight to Foreplay.com, all spelled out. Do you want to give um, our listeners just a little uh, insight into what exactly this is, Karen? Yeah, well, you know, it's very normal to get into conflicts with your mate. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of people don't know how to manage their conflicts, and that's really key if you want your relationships to be connected, joyful, and fun, and, you know, still have that, you know, that thing going. So um, this is a product that really shows you how to do that. And uh, even if you get into fights, how to fix them up afterwards so that you can really feel that uh, connection and love and all those good feelings that you had in the honeymoon phase. So it all starts out with a PCD, then you get a whole bunch more products that are free, and then, um, you know, uh, finally a, um, an audio download, a couple of audio downloads, plus a workbook. Um, and so really take a look at from Fight foreplay.com okay so they can get started from fight to foreplay.com sign up get their free cd and then take it from there yep absolutely excellent well uh that is going to do it for this this week so thank you one last time karen my pleasure and until next time everybody take care the world do now.